0: Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we're here with more 90s attitude than usual. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society, my name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined as I am always joined by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's
1: going great. I cannot believe that we are at the end of the
0: year. We're at the end of, of this year. year. Yeah.
1: And mere days away from mm-hmm. a new Matrix movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And mere days away from a new Matrix movie, just a couple of days after a new Spider-Man movie, and a week after a new West Side Story. Like, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> It's a weird world we're living in, Mark.
1: It is, but I'm loving it.
0: Um, And uh, a, a, a Merry Almost Christmas uh, to you. As, yes, as, a Merry as... Almost Christmas mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. you as well, Patrick. Um, We are celebrating the holidays this year, of course, by doing two episodes about uh, Sega Genesis games that appear on the Nintendo Switch. Sorry, the Sega Genesis Nintendo Switch Online library um and this is the first of those two episodes this will be the only episode that we put out this week uh, and we will only put out one episode next week as well so uh apologies in advance for that uh today we're going to be talking about uh three games we're going to be talking about gunstar heroes rystar and golden axe and then next week we're going to be talking about Another three games. Mark, you want to walk us through those three? Yeah.
1: These were chosen by the random number generator. All random. Yeah.
0: We had no control over these w- three. W-
1: week one, we had control over. We mm-hmm. carefully curated and selected these games. Hours of painstaking research. That's right. And finger pointing.
0: Mm-hmm. It got ugly.
1: Week two, completely random. Right. Also got ugly. <laughs> <laughs> we So for week two, we'll be talking about Fantasy Star 4, The End of the Millennium. Strider, and Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Uh,
0: which I'm very excited to dig into all of those games. I can't believe I have assigned myself, or the the fates have assigned for me, to play like a 70-hour <laughs> RPG. Uh, but I'm into it. I'm into the challenge. Um, Mark, speaking of challenges that you could be into, would you like to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch? You can certainly try. All you gotta do is email us at Society at gmail.com and give us a mailing address. We can send you my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch. You play it for as long as you want, or you don't play it at all. You put it back in the mail. You send it back to me. I paid for the postage there. I paid for the postage back. It costs you nothing. It's a the holiday perfect, miracle. It's Yes, it is truly a holiday miracle. Also sort of a miracle, maybe an anti-miracle. It's hard to say. A copy of Untitled Goose Game might be in there instead of Sonic Forces.
1: An anti-miracle sounds so dark.
0: Yeah. Why? I mean- what what is an anti miracle? I
1: don't know. The mind reels.
0: I mean, it, it, would that be like works of the devil?
1: <laughs> oh, maybe.
0: Because technically, miracle. Technically, a miracle can only be performed by a saint, right?
1: I mean, who am I to say?
0: Saints need to perform miracles before they can be before they can attain sainthood. This much I know for that, sure. Yes, that right. much I feel confident about. Okay, great.
1: Well, here's a miracle that we all can perform in our own lives leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love it so much. It helps people find the show. The perfect holiday gift for Patrick and I. If you leave us a five-star review on the US Apple Podcast Store, we'll give you a shout-out on the show.
0: Because we will see it.
1: If you leave us a review anywhere else, we may not see it, but we still want to give you a shout-out. Yes. So send us an email. Hit us up on Twitter. Um, thank you so much to everybody who has ever left us a review. And thank you to anybody Will in the future. But don't worry. Mm-hmm. Thank you individually given the opportunity. That's right. And
0: it's not just reviews. Anything that you can do to share it or interact. If there's a fave, if you can like, anything along those lines, uh, let us know that you did it. And we'll if give you're a shout home out.
1: for the holidays. Right. Like, borrow your parents' phone or your siblings' phone. That's right. And review our show on their phone. If you've already reviewed mm-hmm. it, review it on somebody else's phone.
0: Yeah. I I mean, and also while you're there, just subscribe as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Follow the podcast Absolutely. there. You yep. know, they uh, look, my parents don't even know they have podcast uh, apps on their phone. I've said, I've had, I've, I've they've, they've asked, like, oh, where can we listen to your podcast? I'm like, I don't know, everywhere. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, Mark, let's get into our main topic. Let's discuss some Sega Genesis games. Before we dig into specifics, um, I wonder if maybe it, uh, makes a little sense for us to just sort of place ourselves in or place the Sega Genesis library in our own personal gaming histories um, just so we have an idea of because you know when we're talking about classic Nintendo games um, we have such a base of knowledge to draw from and you know decades of experience playing these things um, but what is your relationship to the Sega Genesis library?
1: Yeah I mean I was such a Nintendo kid growing up I was not in control of, like, video game purchases, and my parents were not easily swayed by my wants or wishes. And so we, uh, as a family, got whatever my parents deemed, you know, it was timed for a new console or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so so we were always a Nintendo family. And my friends would have... genesis my you know cousin would have different video game systems that's the only ever time i experienced it was going over to somebody else's houses yeah so i never like sampled you know like i never so playing like sonic the hedgehog or so- sonic 2 at uh, my next door neighbors it was like oh i never got enough time to really like master it or understand it it was always just the other yeah thing that i knew existed but was just, I was never focused on it.
0: Yeah, like in, in my mind, it sort of, uh, it occupies the space that like Xbox does now where like I know there are games on there and I've messed around with a little bit. Um, but I just like, I don't have it in my veins the way I do um, Nintendo and Sony stuff. Like it's just all, it, you're right, like it always feels a little bit like an other to me. Um, we also never had a Genesis growing up. Um, I had friends, of course, that had one, uh, had had a, a system, of course, and then also like 32X and um, Sega CD. Uh, and I mean, my first Sega system, the first Sega thing that I owned was the Dreamcast, was Sega Swan Song, right? Um, so a lot of these, a lot of games in the Sega library, um, I came to very late or I came to in like other forms, right? Like we're going to talk about uh, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, Um, Next week, and uh, like I discovered that style of gameplay through Puyo Puyo Tetris on the Switch just a couple years ago. Like it's the same basic game, um, but yeah, it's just it's it. It feels like looking into an alternate past.
1: Yeah, I feel like when I play some of these Genesis games, because I have you know dabbled with golden axe which we're going to talk about today you know like at sleepovers Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff and experiencing it in other forms on other platforms like uh sonic collections or sega genesis collections but again always dabbling because it never had that same sort of uh retro gaming like uh uh synapse firing that like the super nintendo does for me even though it's of the same era and so really I i would say the first kind of like revelation for me was um, two things. One, listening to the Super Mercado Brothers video game music podcast, where they play a lot of you know like other music from the era, just a lot of video game music. Yeah. And so that was kind of like started to broaden my horizons a lot. And then second, Sonic Mania on the Switch. Yeah. Totally, uh, even though it is not a Genesis game based heavily on the early Sonic the Hedgehog games, and it totally opened my eyes in a way where I'm like, oh, I understand how to play Sonic now in a way that I never did before. Because, like, it's such a different type of platformer. Yeah, that
0: he's, like, momentum-based. And, yeah. like, you can – the more you run, the, like, faster he gets and all of that stuff.
1: And then, you know, playing the uh, Castlevania collection and having Rondo of Blood on there. And just all these different – um, I don't know, almost, like
0: – Bloodlines. Bloodlines. There That's we right.
1: go. You're right. All these different – gateways kind of into the genesis where i was i was really excited for the actually i can't remember if i was really excited but now i'm very excited for the sega genesis being on the nintendo switch because it just seems like it's like a portal to another an alternate like you know me being eight years old Right. You know, and like experiencing these 16-bit games for the first time.
0: Right. Which makes me a little worried that, because I, I, we both have expressed that same thought now, um, makes me worried that we're going to sound like uh, weird aliens to people who grew up with Genesis or who have had Sega in their lives the whole time. This is new for us. We're, we're little Nintendo boys <laughs> trying to figure out what it must have been like to be, you know, eight and have access to a different system uh, as, as as a child. Um. I was going to say something else about the... Oh, so, uh, yeah, wh- what are your, like, uh, initial responses uh, just to, like, the way these games sound? Because I would say that, like, the the sound and the visual... Uh, everything is different, which is what, what kind of throws me, right? Um, that the games feel different, they look different, and they sound different from Nintendo games. So uh, let's, let's just start with the sound, because that one seemed most obvious to me. Yeah. How's that feel to you?
1: Um... I feel like the Genesis, in general, has a more harsh sound to it. Mm-hmm. It almost reminds me of, like, the Game Boy or the Game Boy Advance in the sense that, like, it feels like you, uh, it's harder to compose for. Yeah, and possibly. So it doesn't sound, like, so sharp. Maybe that's what I'm responding to, is it sounds so much, like, sharper yeah. than the Super Nintendo, which does all have this really, like, reverb sound sense to the yeah. whole thing.
0: Yeah. Well, and the Super Nintendo had all of these like um thing all these patches that sounded like real instruments but like kind of wonky versions of them. And the Genesis seems like it's just going for like synth noises, right? Like uh, the the closest that I think I heard playing any of the games this week um to like hearing something that sounded like an actual instrument was the uh um the harpsichord sound in the uh when when you're in golden axe when you're kicking the little dwarves around the campsite um it sort of sounds like a harpsichord but like with distortion on it because Mm -hmm. everything on the genesis sounds like it has distortion on it um okay well should we just get into the actual games now yeah okay um mark i played gunstar heroes you played Rystar. star we both played golden axe where would you like to start
1: why don't I would love to hear about Gunstar Heroes.
0: So Gunstar Heroes is a treasure game. Um, cr- uh, so created by uh, a fabled um, studio that um, originally was like an outcropping of Konami. Um, but uh, when they were showing Konami what they were working on, they were like, no, we don't like it. And so they're like, okay, well then we're going off on our own. Um, and they made this, uh, it's like a side scrolling, uh, run and gun, shoot up kind of game where you are... Um, The two gun, there are maybe two or three gunstar heroes. It's unclear to me what the characters are, Um, but you can play it. You can play the game uh, two players at once and they're like identical characters. One of them is, they're different colors. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're trying to rescue their brother who is like defected to the evil empire. Um, And the, the art style in this game is so like, it's almost like a, anime by way of Ren and Stimpy almost, but without like the gross out quality to it. Like everyone has that sort of like lean, uh, kind of like bendy quality to them. Um, And, uh, you know, then it's all like robots and and guns and stuff. Um, And so the way the game is is set up is uh, right at the beginning, you make a a couple selections, um, including what your base gun is going to be. And there are four types of of weapon. There's uh, rapid fire, there's homing, there's electricity, and there's fire. Um, And then as you're playing through the game, you can uh, pick up those same four, like, abilities again um and combine them with the weapon you have so like uh electricity uh, electricity shoots through things um and fire deals more damage at close range but it doesn't it doesn't have as long range homing obviously homes to things and uh the fast stuff obviously shoots fast so you can combine like fast with fire you can combine fast with homing you can uh, yeah, you can, like, combine all of these things together. So it's, you know, I don't know, 16 different combinations. Because it also counts, like, doubling up. Uh, like, fire on fire it means you have, like, a big flamethrower that's super powerful up front. But has, like, almost no distance. Um, so you're sort of, like, juggling these power-ups as you are making your way through these levels.
1: So my kind of, like, reference for these side scrolling 'em up type games. In my head, I think of games like Contra. Mm-hmm. Is that... Or Metal Slug. Yeah, is is this like a similar experience or like based on that sort of mechanic?
0: Yeah, so it it is a similar experience. I would say it feels more like Metal Slug in that um, Metal Slug does a great job of uh, presenting like a story that's happening uh, that sort of like plays out in the background or like as you are uh, just progressing through it. There's a little bit of dialogue in Gunstar Heroes here and there, but by and large, like you're having a very each level tells like a, a discreet little story and it comes to like a logical end um, by the boss. Right. And each of those things is like cool and unique. And you know, the the, the very first level is like the most basic one that you encounter where it's the bad guys, the empire are like raiding this uh, village with all these like tiny native people. And then when I say tiny, like the, you know, in, the world of the game they're probably a foot tall or something oh, okay. um and so that's like the most normal one where it's just like it's a jungle uh you're fighting the bad guys there are natives running around like you know and then you get to the end of it and uh you fight a thing that has been like a a, a logging robot right that's been like tearing everything down um so like there's a little bit of a story there but it's not it's not super novel it's kind of like video game standard right but the second level is a Oh, and you, the first four levels you can actually approach in any order you want. It gives you like a level select, um, which may, tricked me into thinking I was way further into the game than I thought I was uh, at 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 one point. Um, but the the second level that you have access to is a uh, minecart level, which uh, like the twist on that is. Um, you know you're you're still like shooting in all directions and bad guys come at you from everywhere and you're still like collecting the power-ups um, but there's a track on the floor and a track on the ceiling and at any point you can jump you can like press jump again while you're in the air to like switch gravity so that you are now uh, on, on the top and then there's also parts where uh, instead of it scrolling from left to right it scrolls up and down and you can choose which side of like the crevasse you're like going down on, on this thing and It's just, like, it's stuff like that, that every level is uh, unique and presents, like, a very different experience of what the core mechanics of the game are.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. Because it sounds like, you know, when I think of those, um, you know, like Contra or Metal Slug type games, Mm -hmm. I really think of that kind of, like, Rambo energy of the late 80s and early 90s. And this feels like it's kind of, like, playing with that idea
0: yeah, well, and the, this game came out in 1993, so it would have had you know a, a couple um, Contra games to look at and be like, okay, well, like what can we do better here? What can we take a little less seriously? Um, and like you see that in the the boss design and all that kind of stuff. It's amazing what Treasure got out of the Genesis. And mind you, 1993 is kind of late in, in in the life cycle, right? Like it's it's getting up there, um, but the there are so many like layers of scroll of like parallax scrolling. Um, and it scrolls so fast. Um, Like it is shocking this minecart level that I was telling you about you get going So like everyone else is going fast, too So it doesn't seem like it but the background is whizzing away behind you Um, There's the the third level is an airship level where you are like storming an airport just all like side-scrolling, right? Uh, and then there is like a, a rocket that is basically taking off and you have to like jump up platforms along the side of it to like keep up with it um and eventually like you get to the top of the rocket and like grab on and by this point all of the platforms that you were like climbing up before are like just falling away so fast it's it's incredible how fast the game feels that sounds
1: really really cool it's
0: so dope um i i really i mean i don't know if i said it like uh, ahead of time this game rules. Okay, <laughs> like Gunstar Hero is super fun.
1: Well, I feel like the thing for me that always prevents me from enjoying these types of games, yeah. is that they are one usually kind of monotonous, and when they have platforming, it's terrible. But two, they're very hard. Like they're just like ridiculously yeah. Yeah. difficult.
0: So there are difficulty settings on this. You can there's uh I think uh easy, normal, hard, and expert. Um, I played through it all the way on normal um and i did sample it a little bit on easy to see like how you know what that experience was like and it was too easy um so i mean it's and it's attainable on normal especially if you're abusing the rewind Mm -hmm. function a little bit um and actually kind kind of a lot by the end uh because the the end level is a, a little tough a little grueling um to to get through but i yeah i mean i i really really liked this game um the uh, I'm just gonna go through some of the um, the other like gimmicks of the levels uh, just so we can uh, talk about them. Um, the fourth level is is called Strange Fortress. It's a uh, like a board game. Um, so like you get to a point maybe like halfway through where there is just genuinely like a board game. Uh, like a board and a a die like appears and you have to pick it up and throw it and to like roll the die and then it moves a little piece on the on the game board and whatever it lands on you either like get a power up or have to fight an enemy or go back to the beginning or Wait, whatever. Sorry,
1: I'm trying to imagine the setup. So
0: yeah, you are still
1: just doing a side scrolling. Yep. Shoot 'em up, but then like, uh, almost like a mini map on the screen or taking over yes. other r- real yes. estate is this board game. Yes. and so, so you funny.
0: And like a die falls. And it's one of the cool things, like, the, you know, for the most part, you are really just shooting, uh, running, and jumping. But when you get close to enemies and you push the shoot button, you like kind of throw them. Um, so yeah, you, you throw the die in in that same way. Um, and, you know, it comes up and you have to like fight. You know, some, sometimes it's like a horde of enemies. Sometimes it's a, a boss-style character. Um, and a, another thing that they do really well in this game is that they are... They're doing something to approximate 3D graphics. Um, that there are like enemies that are made up of polygons that you have to fight, which is wild. I'm not really sure how they were able to do that on the Genesis, because um, like to my knowledge, like I just don't know how. I did I didn't know the Genesis could do that at all. Um, okay, so that's that's that one is this like strange board game. Um, then you have to do a. a uh you are the the empire like launches their ship into space off off of earth and so you uh get in a spaceship and you are like flying around uh like gradius style and there's a whole level of that um which at first i was like oh no i hate this um but it turns out that they like took all everything that worked about the regular game and like just put it in space and it's like okay this actually works a ton um and then the final level is uh you see you see what's happening Uh, on a monitor that all of the previous bosses that you fight are watching Um, so like you can see them like reacting and like sending each other out to like go fight you again Um, and so like one of them will like leave the screen and then you know you encounter them just a a second later Um, and when you get through all of that uh you like you can see on on the monitor you like walk through a door and then like you're you walk like through the door into the room that they are watching it in it's super cool like uh it, the the way that it just like presents these like tiny little character moments um just throughout the the whole game but especially in this final level is just so immersive and engaging
1: that's so fun so uh it's a it can be played with two players if you're playing yes. by yourself, does it have like a computer? No, no, character no. Follow- oh, okay. No, it, it, if if
0: you're playing by yourself, it's it's just you. Um, it is a game that I would like to play with you sometime or with I guess just with a a, a second player. Um, but I, I did go uh, solo on on it. It this sounds time
1: awesome. Too. Like it really does. sound yeah, really, it's cool.
0: great. Um, the music I didn't find to be uh, a standout necessarily, um, but it's such a like kind of visual feast. And also with any game like this, you're shooting the entire time, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're just holding down the the fire button. So most of what you hear is just, (laughs) um, which kind of drowns out any, any music stuff that you're going to listen to.
1: Yeah. That sounds like a really good, like pick
0: it. I mean, I picked it because uh, I had messed around with just like a little bit of the first level and was like, oh, that that was interesting. I like this style of game, uh, or at least I like messing around with it. But this feels like, and like as I played it, I could feel myself like understanding the systems of it. And uh, like I never got into a situation where it's like, you know in those games there's always like some kind of bullet hell that you can't get out of and you're like well this is this isn't fair um i never got in those situations like i always understood my character's mobility enough to get around or get away from things that were threatening to me
1: do you know is gunstar heroes uh genesis exclusive like did it start life as an arcade game and then become a you know like get a port or is it
0: no, so it, it, was, it was designed for the Sega Genesis. It was one of the things that Treasure was doing. Like, they were accessing its technology specifically, um, which is, you know, why it features all of the, like, fast-scrolling stuff and whatever the heck they're doing for those. Um, uh, like polygon graphics that, that that are in there. They were developing this and a McDonald's game at the same time. Crazy. Um, and they finished the McDonald's game first, but we're like, no, 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 we're gonna put Gunstar Heroes out first, and then we'll put out McDonald's so people don't know us as the McDonald's game company. <laughs> uh, and then, and then it makes me want to play that McDonald's game because it's that good.
1: Um, it- makes me uh, the reason i ask is because you were talking about like uh bullet hell situations Mm -hmm. that are like impossible to get out of and i feel like uh i mean golden axe a game that we'll talk about later spoilers (laughs) like because of its arcade origins yeah has those moments where you're like well you're just not playing fair with me
0: right well and there's uh gunstar heroes does have a uh, an infinite continue um, just like base that's that's what it normally is you can al- always continue and continuing doesn't kick you doesn't necessarily kick you all the way back to the beginning of the level um, there are some like checkpoints halfway through uh, and then it starts you with like full life again so like there were a lot of the the final boss of the game um, you know I got to him with you know maybe like a tenth of my full health and was like oh I'm gonna be destroyed here and of course I was, but then I continued and started me right back there again, which was great because otherwise I don't know how I, how I would have done that.
1: Yeah, this sounds like a great game. I, it sounds like it'd be a lot of fun to play in co-op.
0: Yeah, super fun. Um, like genuinely feels like uh an action classic. Um, like a, get a little bit vibes of Mega Man. You also have like a, a slide. Um, so like some of the boss fights. No, here's what I really got uh, vibes of is Cuphead. Um, that this game feels like the same, the same sort of balance between like challenging boss, boss fights that you need to like memorize a pattern, um, and like short little levels with minimal platforming, but it's mostly like run and gun shooting. And, you know, Cuphead has the benefit of the art style is amazing. And, you know, you feel like you're, uh, interacting with like an old timey cartoon thing is we're far enough away from when this style of graphics was in Vogue that like, it feels similarly like looking into a like bizarro mirror of the past, right? Um, and seeing all of this like cool sixteen bit pixel art. Uh, I know it's not exactly the same, but like it feels pretty similar to the experience of playing Cuphead.
1: Should we move on to Ryse Star? Let's
0: move on to Ryse Star. Okay, I have actually no idea what Ryse Star is. Okay. I
1: didn't really either. I okay. knew it was a. You platformer. told me it was a platformer. It, it is. I okay, knew good. that it was a platformer, and that's all I really knew about it. And um, I love platformers, but I a hundred percent have a bias towards the Mario style of platforming, right? And so, anytime I approach, uh, like start a new platformer, I have this bad habit of being like, "Oh, this game isn't fun," right? You know, or which like, you just mean this game isn't Mario. This, and it's not even like this game isn't Mario. It's like I Mario is so ingrained in me that I forget that it was not always ingrained in me. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like Mm -hmm. now, like uh, pick up a Mario game, pick up Super Mario Brothers and like the momentum, like all of that is just second nature. You're holding B to run. Exactly. So I start a new platformer and I'm immediately like, oh, this isn't good. Like, I don't understand it. I'm not like a master at it immediately. Right. I die. Like all that kind of stuff. And um, right. So that is unfortunately like the attitude that I went in with Ristar went and but by the like third level, I was like, oh, okay, I'm kind of getting this. And then the fourth level, it starts changing things up in a way that I was like, oh, this is like really cool. Rystar is awesome. I loved, <laughs> I loved Rystar.
0: Oh no, uh, Mark, did we have a <laughs> did we have a great time playing games this yeah, week?
1: I Rystar was so was such a surprise for me. So here is um the game. One of the things that's really cool about it is there are there's Two mechanics okay. to the entire game. And basically it's just how like playing with those mechanics. You can jump and your arms extend and you can grab things.
0: You say you, what am I? Okay,
1: so you great question. You are a little like black dot <laughs> with like extendy arms. You're almost like an um, you have the bounce and I'm doing a terrible job of describing this because basically you are like a black dot with arms uh-huh. that have like the little Mickey Mouse gloves okay, and legs with feet that have um Sonic-esque sneakers. I okay. think they're red with like lightning bolts on them or something like that. And then your f- face is a star. Is like a enormous star. Okay. So you are like a black dot with a star for a face.
0: Sure, you've been possessed by Starro. <laughs>
1: And, um, it, and so you cannot run in this game. There's, you always walk. Well, for the most part, unless you're like sliding on ice or something, you always walk at kind of a little bit slow pace. Like I do wish there was a way to move a little bit faster, but it really is like jumping and your arms extend and you can grab things and that is how you traverse levels and it's also how you attack enemies you cannot jump on enemies it is all you grab them you extend your arms you grab them and then you either pull the enemy towards you or you go towards it and yeah. you like headbutt it and then that's how you damage enemies and so the the game is basically just like how do we take those two mechanics and start like messing with it and like how far can we push it so the first three levels you know each level is um pr- like pretty standard video game fair you know there's like the fire level there's the forest yeah, level sure. there is the ice level like all that kind of stuff and um it's really just kind of teaching you the mechanics of the game uh, you can extend your arms in eight different in eight directions, depending on you know like how you're holding the D-pad. Oh yeah. So there's a lot of like mobility potential.
0: That's interesting, and also was true of um, Gunstar Heroes is that it was very interested in your ability to point the gun in all eight directions. Um, so that's just to note: uh, Genesis was interested in all eight of the cardinal directions.
1: And then there's also like this sense of discovery where you hit this point, and you're like. How do I get high enough in order to, like, keep climbing? And you do it by, you can kind of, like, grab onto a wall. And you can't wall climb, but you can kind of, like, bounce off of it. And so you can kind of make your way, like, up. Like, there's a little bit of momentum. The whole, like, movement through the level, it is not Sonic-esque. It is not Mario-esque. It's very much its own thing but there is a sense of rhythm to it because there will be like horizontal and vertical poles that you can grab onto and kind of like swing around. And so you can build up momentum and move fairly quickly through certain sections of it. Yeah. But really where it becomes interesting to me was again, this fourth level, which was the it's like, I can't, it's like Sonata world or something like that. And the first level in it, instead of just trying to traverse, The first thing you see is this little metronome that's going back and forth, and you have to pick it up, and basically you have to carry uh, this metronome through the level. And so figuring out ways where it's like, okay, well, there's, like, fire right here, so how do I, like, get the metronome to the next part? Because you either have to, like, deposit it, there's this, like... uh, grabber claw that'll pick it up, mm-hmm. or there's a bird that when you take it the bird starts flies off and starts singing and the bird takes it to the next part of the level. Like huh yeah, it was really so it was taking this idea of like, okay, you can jump and you can grab things, and now let's totally start messing with it. Yeah.
0: How uh how far did you get in this game?
1: So I I beat it. Okay. Um and it's not that long. It's only six levels and then and, In each, sorry, six worlds or zones, they maybe call it. But anyways, planets. I think they're planets. Okay, very good. (laughs) You're a star. I think they're planets. But there's six of them. I believe
0: you described the character as a black dot.
1: (laughs) It is. It's a black. Okay, here's the story. Yeah. Kaiser Greedy is taking over, like, mind controlling all these different planets. And so this group of aliens basically, like, prays to the sun, of the great hero, who is you, Star? You're mm-hmm. this black dot with a star for your face. And you come down and you're like, all right, I'm going to like kick.
0: Of it's gratis. all in the mind. So, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, <laughs> trash. So I can't remember where. Oh, right. Planets. Planets.
0: Yes. This by six the planets, six planets. Yes.
1: Two levels in each planet and a boss. And then very. The final
0: boss. That's that's so interesting because like that's the Sonic. It's very Sonic esque. Okay. It,
1: so it was built on the Sonic engine. Mm, here we go. By an offshoot of Sonic Team. Um, it came late to the system. It came, I think it was like 1995. Yeah, that's right. And um, it has so not only when you see the like planet for the first time, or when it's like introducing the planet. It has that same sort of like zone, you know. Oh, okay, like, yeah, sure. Um, that kind of like overlay, zone, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like overlay, like that is very reminiscent of Sonic. The graphics in general are fairly reminiscent of Sonic being on that engine. Um,
0: yeah, it looks like I, I'm, I'm looking at screenshots now. Like very colorful. How would you,
1: how would you describe <laughs> star If if not a dot with the uh,
0: I would describe him as a star with Mickey Mouse arms and legs. <laughs> like, I, I don't think I would really rest too much on the fact that with the, the, black the, dot the, the black dot, I yeah. I can see
1: how that would be confusing and misleading, and yet yep. that's... And yet that's exactly what you, how you
0: want to describe <laughs> it. Uh, oh, oh, okay, so you... Mark, it sounds like you really like... How, how's the music in the game? It's fine. Okay. Um,
1: it I is... feel like that's going to be
0: a recurring theme for us.
1: I feel like there are... Elements of it, there are certain song like melodies that are really good. Mm-hmm. But overall, I was not there was nothing that like uh I don't think I'm gonna be listening to the star soundtrack after the fact. Yeah. But um oh, the other thing I was going to say is that just like in Sonic, how there are bonus levels yes. wi- or Ooh. within mm-hmm. levels, there is a similar mechanic in star where um there will be like a pole that you can hold on and They occur at the end of levels, but also, like, within levels. And if you spin on them, you hold onto it with your arms, push, uh, hold the D-pad in a single direction, and you will start spinning at it at great speed, and then you can fling yourself off into these bonus levels, which are basically, like, you have 60 seconds to platform, you know, basically momentum, swing your way to a puzzle, or, sorry, a treasure chest that's up in like the corner or something yeah and if you do that in 60 seconds and then at the end of every level there's another one of these poles that you can swing on and you get bonus points for how high you can fling yourself and so it the, like those elements also feel like sonic-esque yeah we never also the other part that made me think like definitely because this was developed again by sega so definitely you could see how this was influenced by sonic we never got a sequel to Rise Star. But they talked about, um, in some of the stuff I was reading, that the developers talked about if they were going to make a sequel, there would be, like, two other of these star buddies, and they would have different, like, their legs would be crazy, or they could do something with their hair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Very similar to, like, uh, tails and knuckles
0: yeah well i mean it's interesting like the the stretchy arms and like building momentum like through that sounds a lot like uh knuckles chaotix on the 32x um which uh, was a game where you controlled like two of like uh, Knuckles's friends, and they were like tethered by like a, a magical rope. Um, so you would have to like get them to kind of like slingshot each other around. So I wonder if they just like implemented a lot of those same systems in like another game the next year. When did the 32X come out? No, no one knows.
1: <laughs> well, I think the this I I don't know. I especially don't know this part of the um. Uh, S- Sega timeline gets blurry to me. Like the well, thirty-two X, the Saturn. Right. Like all of this was. Right. I, to me, is all happening at the same time. I know that this game was coming out around the same time as the Saturn, and that kind of um, uh, stole its thunder. Yeah. I mean, by
0: by ninety-five, it's that's a year out from the Nintendo sixty-four. Right. Like yeah. we are nearing the end of the sixteen-bit console's life uh lifespan.
1: But yeah. I I really liked this game. W- um, it was one where once it clicked, yeah. I was like, oh, this is amazing. And it was fun to see all the different ways that they take those two simple mechanics and just like keep messing with them.
0: Okay, Mark. So we are two for two at the moment. Um, two games that we tried to two games that we really liked, right? Right. Okay. So now we are going to move on to Golden Axe, which we have both messed with in the past, right?
1: Yeah, it's probably this Genesis game that I have played the most of ever before this.
0: Yeah, I think probably me too. And also, like, I, I played it in the arcade some too. Like, it is such a... The, what Golden Axe is is a... Uh, Side scrolling beat em up, you know, just like all the classic beat em ups um, that has a sort of like medieval fantasy setting. Uh, and you control one of three characters a dwarf, a barbarian, and like a lady barbarian
1: uh, who's uh, maybe a witch or warlock or something. Well,
0: hold on. I, I, I was curious, so I looked it up. And he- here's what Wikipedia says about the game's three heroes one of them is a battle axe wielding dwarf gilius thunderhead love it uh from the minds of Wo- uh of Wolud, whose brother was killed by soldiers of the death adder another is a male barbarian named axe battler <laughs> uh wielding a two handed broadsword looking for revenge blah, blah 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 uh the last is a long sword wielding amazon tiris flare whose parents were killed by the death adder an- so she's amazon. an amazon okay um which is just you know skimpy armor and a sword, right?
1: I so as a kid, this game really spoke to me because I really like that fantasy setting. Me and all too. That kind of stuff. Yes, it was very Dungeons and Dragons.
0: Well, so there um, was a Dungeons and Dragons Capcom beat 'em up around the same time, maybe a couple of years later. Um, that is way deeper and way longer and has this sort of like Capcom beat 'em up thing happening to it where like every level looks totally different and the monsters are huge and crazy and the characters have all these cool spells and special abilities um, and Golden Axe is not quite that. No. Um, Golden Axe is, I, I, I feel like limited is the word I want to use to describe it. Um, you just have access to these three characters and they can swing their weapon, they can uh, do like a, a dash attack and they can jump and do like a jump attack And sort of that's it. They also have magic, I guess, that they can use as they collect uh, these little, like, magic bottles um, that are really just, like, area effect spells, right? Like, there are no buffs. There's no, like, uh, poison magic or anything like that that, um, you know, nerfs your opponent or anything like that. Uh, So it just – it feels – the experience is very limited.
1: Yeah, and as far as I could tell, there is no way to block attacks, which makes for – a lot of frustration
0: yeah 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 well and like once you get in not only is it limited it's sort of slow right like once you get your character locked in like a combo they're sort of stuck doing that combo once an enemy is, starts doing a combo to you there's no way that you can get out of it and when you cast a magic spell my god it takes I, I know it's like four seconds or whatever but i'm like i can't believe the game stops basically yeah for the whole spell to just play out like that
1: The other way that I feel like it's limited is that you can tell that there is a lot of imagination, like, into it. Like, they talk about you're on the back of a giant turtle and all this kind of stuff. Yeah,
0: that a town is on the back of a giant turtle. And you're like,
1: oh, that's so awesome. Like, that's such a fun idea. But then the execution of it is, Yeah, you see so little of it. It's just a normal... It looks just like a normal town, but then you see, like... The eye of a turtle, you know, like, you see a head at the beginning, but then that's it. Right. And it just feels like such a missed opportunity. I
0: do like the drawing of the turtle on the map after you complete the level. Yes, That's cute. Like, there's a turtle. It's just, like, drawn in red on this map, and there are, like, little buildings on a turtle's back. Um, That's neat. And, like, all of the, uh, like, those moments between the levels where they bring you back to that map and, like, play a sort of, like, haunting little tune. Um, and just you know, state where you're headed next. The game is interested in telling you a like medieval fantasy story.
1: Yeah, in its own in its own way.
0: Yeah, the in its own presentation isn't bad. Oh my gosh! Speaking of
1: presentation, I cannot. I, I have to mention this about Rise Star.
0: Yeah. Oh. Okay.
1: Okay. At the. This end-
0: is the game about the black dot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> with a star for uh, a with face. With a star
0: for a face. Okay.
1: At the end of it. I'm just
0: saying th- you described his feet before you got to the star. <laughs> for
1: the most part, star is fairly free of like the same radical blue raspberry oh, yes. 90s mm-hmm. attitude that Sonic embodied for Sega. But it is not entirely free of it. I laughed really, really hard because at the very end of the game. You defeat the bad guy, his castle collapses, you see star like sh- shoot across the screen, flying away, everything fades to black, the music fades out, and you hear this really tinny, you know, awful voice sample saying Asta La Vista.
2: Wow.
1: <laughs> Which, you know, I mean, uh, Terminator two had come out three or four years before. Yeah, it's been, been a I while. But I guess he yeah. was probably still in the consciousness. It so that made me laugh. It's the only time you ever, ever talks. Hasta
0: la vista? <laughs> I it was so funny. Wow, that is weird. Uh, well, I mean, the like really tinny voice samples, uh, totally relevant to the game, that uh, to, to Golden Axe, yes. right? Um, because every time you kill an enemy, it screams. Um, <laughs> every single time. That's how you know they're dead. Yeah, it
1: really is kind of the only way you know they're dead because so much of the combat is like bashing enemies three times on the head where they go, and it goes... Thud, 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 and then you pick them up and you throw them off screen. Right, and the only way you know they're not going to come back is when and... they go. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, and it's the and it the, the you will frequently be asking yourself as you play this game, is that guy dead yet? Yeah, because these enemies, sponges for damage, uh, they just take it and take it and take it.
1: This is where Golden Axe's Genesis as a arcade title totally really in my opinion hurts the game on genesis
0: yeah i I agree with that too there is a um a code that you can input that'll give you um nine credits so nine different opportunities to continue it normally starts you with six so like i it's sort of a benefit but that's not like that that big right um we never got the code to work but i saw that it's there (laughs) um but, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of a bummer that they limit your credits at all.
2: Yeah.
1: And as far as I can tell, there's no way to earn credits. Because I feel like it'd yes. be different yes. if, you know, the game was keeping... It obviously, I'm assuming, it's keeping track of your stats. It must be keeping track of your stats. Yeah, because it grades you at the end. Yeah. So, you know, if you kill a certain number of enemies or whatever, you earn more credits. But there is none of that. And so, it's just... The, when you're playing in co-op, it's just the six credits and that's it.
0: Uh, another thing about the co-op mode, which Mark and I did for, for the purposes of this show, um, we uh, did play the whole thing in in co-op. Um, not that we beat it. We were uh, destroyed by the, the final boss, who is just too hard.
1: It's really unfair, because there's two of these skeleton enemies, which are probably the second hardest enemies in the game. They have a tendency to like gang up on you. They're just really challenging. And then the final boss the the adder who uses area of attack magic like crazy
0: yes um also we uh... Like area of attack every time he hits you, he, he throws it so like he can deal a bar's worth of damage and then cast a magic spell to deal another bar's worth of damage to everyone. Um so this this character is is the deathbringer, um, and he and the hit that level was only added in the home version. So the death adder, the actual like bad guy, is the one that you fight before going into that oh. final area. Um This is all stuff that I'm uh was reading right before we started recording. Um you and I had asked, uh, hey, should we deal with these skeletons before? Um, because they like interrupt your attacks, they're a real pain in the butt. They evidently have three times as much health Ugh. as the Deathbringer himself. Uh, and so th- this walkthrough recommends that you just go for, uh, but they- they're like mostly you're not going to beat them. Got it. Um, so which is a, a, a little. <laughs> It's a little bit of a bummer, but like it's 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 funny uh, approaching it where you know you you fight the the death adder, uh you beat him and the like king and queen or prince and princess or whatever they are have been like strung up and they're like lowered down into the arena so you can like talk to them one more time. It's it's they they're very funny little graphics.
1: Yeah, they are. And I mean um it's all very it feels very rudimentary. Yeah. But Parts of it like really delighted me or made me laugh. Like, there's these little two legged pink and like yellow lizard things that you can ride around yes. and they like stick their tongue out when you're riding them like they're upset yeah you're on them like that's really fun they're very
0: strange uh dra- and they're they're like other sort of like more normal dragons that you can ride but these like little ones they're just like little bulbs and with very a tail like,
1: yeah um they feel very like heavy metal the way that yes nothing really else in the game does but i, like
0: I think it- i think the uh the lady barb the amazon she feels like oh, heavy metal yeah, you know yeah um the only uh character in the game with like sculpted butt cheeks is this amazon character i
1: mean it's beautiful though. it is like, it is a beautiful butt yeah went into that butt i
0: wish the the male barbarian also because he's wearing also just like a little blue yeah Speedo. his butt totally right
1: and the dwarf too they all could nah, not i don't i don't
0: need that i don't need a cute dwarf butt um but yeah the uh oh there was another thing that just like the like funny design of it. Oh, the the game will throw these like little gnome characters at you from time to time and between levels that just there's a, a green one and a blue one and the blue one has magic and the green one has health and you just kick them and they give you either a uh, magic potion or uh food to, to heal you. And that's just like a we that's what a funny way to like dole out the reward for like you know in Ninja Turtles you find like a pizza box and they eat pizza and they heal up. In this you have to kick the, the gnome <laughs> To get get these power-ups.
1: I feel like for Golden Axe, I have like a begrudging respect for it. I had fun playing it with you. Yes. I do not know that I would have fun playing this game on my own. Yeah. But I really did come to like, I had fun because we got better.
0: And this is the part that boggled my <laughs> mind because I in all of these kinds of games, all of them, from Final Fight to the everything else on the Capcom uh beat 'em up bundle, all of these kinds of games, I'm like they're the same, right? Like you're going to see some cool stuff, uh, but how good you are at them or how good you are at a specific game doesn't matter, right? It's just do you have enough credits to get through it. But we got so much better at this game as we played it.
1: Yeah. We played it over a couple of days. Yeah. And the first time we played it, you know, we played like four or five rounds and each time we incrementally got better. Yeah. And then the second time when we got together to play it, I mean, we d- couldn't beat that last boss, but, but we, we got to him. Rocked it.
0: Yeah, like we were in control of the enemy. Like, and you know, even starting to be like, oh, uh, hold on, there's one of these things up here. Or like, you, you know, you can't stand next to him when he wakes up because he's gonna swing an axe at you or yep. whatever. Um, or like those the the enemies that are just like big bald guys. Um, th- that come out of that Deb door. There's a door that's just labeled Deb, and two <laughs> of these guys come out of it, and it doesn't make any sense. Um, unless their name is Deb, which. I I'm willing to believe I, I, I would like that um they when the first time we were playing collectively we we are Deb, deb. Um, <laughs> the first time we were playing I they were tough they were like intimidating and this time we just sort of like mopped the floor with them yeah
1: and even you know like um it just reminded me of the like this the simple joys of these types of arcade games Yes. And being and being able to play them free of having to pump quarters into it. Where it's just like, we were able to just, we would get back to a section, we'd be like, oh, right, the skeleton's gonna come out of here, so let's hang back. Or, right. re- once we cross this, this thing is going to happen.
0: Right, oh, or uh we also started taking advantage of, like, pits and cliffs, because, like, oh, you can very easily knock some of these enemies, like, just off by jump-kicking them, or headbutting them as, as the dwarf, into a pit, uh, and we're like, oh, that's much better than wailing away at them. Yeah. um It's... I don't know. It's for as as few things as the characters, for as limited as it is, it kind of makes a meal out of those limits.
1: I uh, agree. And so I would say that I enjoyed playing this with you. Yes. I am not convinced that like, I love Golden Axe or want to return to Golden Axe. Yeah. In a way that like, Gunstar Heroes sounds awesome. You know.
0: Rise Star also sounds like a lot of fun.
1: But all that being said, I think it would be an infuriating day, but I think it would be very fun if you and I just like, I could imagine us spending an afternoon just, just like trying and trying until again. We like finished it.
0: Um, we did try putting the game on the beginner mode to see if, you know, cause just to see the end of the game um, and a couple things, the beginner mode way too easy, <laughs> right? Like just shockingly easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it doesn't give you any of the like between levels, um, like cutscene. They're not really cutscenes, but just like sh- showing the map. Vignettes. Yeah. Um, and it cuts off like halfway through. Um, and it's like, you finished the beginner mode. Now go play the real game, you dork. Um, it doesn't call you a dork. That's me editorializing. Um, and-, and we also discovered another thing that like. I think helps uh, just balance the game uh, is that you can change the amount of life that your characters have from three bars to five bars, um, and when we did that, I, oh I yeah, mean, that ob- was a huge game changer. Yeah, and you know that means that we're giving ourselves almost a hundred percent, you know, life bonus. Um, but it, I, I think I think that's the way the game should be played if you can't pump infinite quarters into it.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, there's also a dual mode in this game uh, where you just fight each other one on one.
1: I do not have begrudging respect for dual mode. No, we Dual mode neither. is just bad. It is not fun because combat in the game is not really fun.
0: No, but that—that's all the game is, though. Yeah. What was it? There, there was something that you were like uh, trying to interact with, and you were like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." No, this, here's what it was: is like some enemies popped out, and we had to start fighting them. And you went like, Ugh, "Like being frustrated that there were enemies to fight when that's literally the whole thing <laughs> that's the game right, is." That's
1: right. It was like I kept getting upset when enemies would show up because I just wanted to walk through the rest of it. I guess I don't know.
0: Um, I like. I think I genuinely like the music in. Golden Axe. Uh- or at least there are parts of the music that I like. We we were singing the uh, uh the uh, music of the dwarves the tra la la Yeah, the part you talked about earlier.
1: That sounds like the most um realistic sample in the game. I don't think it probably is a sample, but
0: Yeah, but it it approximates it. And there's also the uh the the haunting music that plays on the map screen. Um I think that's really good um and there was there was some other like fanfare that was happening at one point that i was like yeah all right like i'm I'm feeling it i feel like we are these uh epic fantasy heroes yeah
1: i can really i feel like i can understand why golden axe has such the reputation it does if i feel like if it's a game that i had been that i had owned um and i would have put a ton of time into it and so the flaws that i see now like it wouldn't have been a big deal as big of a deal when i was a kid when i felt like I just had endless time right. you know to spend on a game
0: and I mean you know e- with even without endless time to spend on a game even being 32 years removed from the release of this game still fun to play with a friend
1: yeah yeah I did have a good time yeah for sure
0: uh, 32 years removed from the release of this game in 1989 pretty crazy um, alright well that was Gunstar Heroes, Star, and Golden Axe Mark let's close this out And that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, share it with your Sega Genesis friends on Facebook or Twitter, or wherever you share stuff. We appreciate it when you do. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is pro- is provided by 8 Betty. You can get more of his music by going to 8BitBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening.
2: I'm Brian Husky. I'm bald. And I'm Charlie Sanders, and I'm also bald. And we host Bald Talk on the Campfire Media Network. Bald Talk is the podcast
1: where two bald comedians talk to anyone bald about being bald. But this show isn't just for baldies, Brian. Harrow's will love it, too. Bald Talk gets into vulnerability, vanity, insecurity, and self-acceptance, reminding us that we all have our respective bald spots. Not that bald spots are a bad thing.
2: No way. I mean, my entire head
1: is one big bald spot. It is one huge, beautiful bald spot, Charlie.
0: Get Bald Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: I mean, I I have, like,
0: a little bit of hair, but not like you. Like you're really bald. I'm truly bald. Great. I mean, it's I'm great. I'm balder than it. you. You are balder than me. Only on Bald Talk.
2: Campfire.